You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August of the 30th. And we come off a nice weekend of Phillies baseball, the Phillies after losing the first game of the series on Thursday against the Diamondbacks, handle business and win the next three, winning the series. You wanted a sweep. You needed a sweep. They got three. They are four and a half games back of the Braves. Shockingly, for the first time, it feels all season, four games back in the wild card, thus closer to a wild card than to a division title. But obviously, with the wild card, you're chasing three teams, the Reds, uh, are three uh, are four up on the Phillies? The uh, Padres are a game and a half back of the Reds, and the uh, the Cardinals are three and a half back of the Reds, a half game up on the Phillies. So you're chasing three teams essentially there. You have to scot- hopscotch three, as opposed to obviously just the one in the division. So that is why a clearer path certainly for the division, but in it for both, so to speak. But not a lot of time left, obviously, and you know expecting the Phillies to play, you know, 700 baseball or whatever they'd have to do to realistically have a chance um, is unlikely. Look, crazier things have happened, stranger things have happened, but um, unlikely, and I'm certainly, after, you know, the last month that we've had the up and down and all that, I'm not going to let myself get fooled or anything like that, but um, but a nice weekend of baseball. Look, they handled business and, and doing it, really dealing with a lot of, you know, injuries, and injuries not an excuse, especially compared to, you know, a team like the Braves that they're competing with and all that. But um, certainly weathering it right now is J.T. Romuto in and out of the lineup with the, the shoulder issue now. And, um, you know, Andrew Knapp is on the uh, injured list. And and obviously Reese Hoskins done for the season. Zach Eflin, we'll get to him. It looks like he might be done for the season. Um, it's just been a, a parade of, of injuries and issues. Didi gets hurt again, all this stuff. It just... Um, it's been uh, it's been too bad. It's been too bad, and again, not an excuse. This team hasn't been good enough, regardless with or without the injuries. And again, you could point to other teams and what they've weathered. Again, the Braves losing, you know, other the two of their three best hitters in, in Acuna and Azuna. Obviously, not just because of injury, but um, and uh, four and a half games up. You know, and the the Braves take two or three from from the Giants this weekend. You know, and and that's what's frustrating. Because, you know, the Phillies do gain a game over the weekend, but it's the game they lost on Thursday, right? If they had swept, we're sitting here three and a half back. It's a, a different feel. It does feel different. I mean, it's not massively different, but it feels a little different. Um, slightly more achievable. And look, it's all achievable. Weird things have happened, all that. But it just, look, and the Phillies, you know, handling business over the weekend against a bad team. That's what they're obviously going to have to do over the rest of the season if they're going to make any sort of run. And, and again, technically they are still in it. We start September in two days and they're within shouting distance, so to speak. But 
Look, the the past few Septembers have certainly not made any of us feel optimistic that they're going to make a run here, and the injuries certainly hurt. I mean, they roll out a lineup that is flawed, to say the least. You know, when you uh, when you have to go to battle with guys like uh, night after night after night with Torres and Jankowski and Galvis and Brad Miller and all these guys, you know, again, it's one of those things that we've talked about all season long where when those guys are your bench depth, when it's, uh, um, you know, oh, Torres is a fill-in or Brad Miller's a fill-in, a pinch hitter, they look great. It's like, yes, those are... Really valuable guys to have on a roster. Those are guys who help you win baseball games and, and all that type of stuff. But but when they have to play too much, when they get those starters reps, those those consistent opportunities, they get exposed. And, you know, that's what we see with this. And, and again, they've still been great. Like, I'm not going to rip Travis Jankowski, but all of a sudden Travis Jankowski's batting three, 243, you know? Uh, it shouldn't be a huge surprise. He's a bench guy, and he's done a nice job for them, but... You know, Brad Miller's bagged 213 with a 302 OBP, you know, it's, and, and, you know, so it's one of those things where, um, it's frustrating to, to see how it's playing out and to see the lineup that they're going to battle with, you know, to end this out. But at the same time, you know, it's, um, look, I'm just hoping they get over 500 at this point. <laughs> if we're not going to end the, uh, 11 or 10 year playout drought playoff drought at least we can end the 10-year having finished over 500 drought i guess that could be the first step um and again they're in it i, I would just like at this point to, to have a fun september if that's possible you know get get within a couple games make it real make it meaningful and again i'm not gonna let myself get hurt because i'm not expecting them to to make a real push and thus with that in mind you know i am um more optimistic or i'm allowing myself to be positive about the last month of the season because I'm I'm not going to be crushed if they don't make it. I'm just going to root for it and have fun, you know, because I, I don't expect them to make it. I'm not anticipating they make it, and I'm not going to be angry if they don't make it, but I just hope they give us a fun little run here to, to round out the season. As Again, this has the season has had moments and times that were more fun than the last, you know, a lot of times over the last decade. You know, obviously the eight-game win streak stands out, but there have been moments that the Luke Williams night, um, you know, the three straight walk-offs, which that was a part of. And, you know, there have been, there've been times, there have been moments this season where it really felt fun and special and they felt in it. They felt more in it than in other years. And, you know, hopefully they can finish that strong and, and put a positive spin on things heading into the next season. Obviously, it's not what we want. It's not ideal. But um, if they finish strong, you know, still still the, the team should know that they have work to do. Um, but it would be nice to see a Phillies team finish strong. Just period, wouldn't it? All right, let's look back at the weekend, then we'll look ahead and kind of see where everything shakes out. Friday, uh, it really felt like um, it felt like they were going to win, then it felt like they were going to lose, uh, and then it really felt like they were going to lose, and then they won um, in the 11th. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a thrilling one, actually, and one where, again, you know, after losing the first game of the series against the Diamondbacks on Thursday, it really felt like season-over type moments in the 10th inning here. Um and they battled. Look, credit where due. Uh, this is a team that, you know, coming off that Thursday loss where they fought back but but fell short and off the 11 of 15 or 12 of 16 or whatever it would have been if they had lost that one since the eight-game winning streak, they really needed to bounce back in this game. And they found a way to, again, it started out nice. They get ahead early. Bryce Harper in the third inning. Bomb, just a, a mass shot to center to make it two to nothing. But then, and Nola's cruising for a while, and then ran into some trouble in the six. Ends up allowing 
two runs there to make it two to two heading into the seventh. Uh, Nola can't even get through six. Nola goes five and a third, two earned, seven strikeouts, three hits, no walks. Like not a horrible Nola outing, not a great one. He was fine. You know, not ideal, but fine. Got the job done. Ultimately, it was enough to, to end up winning. Connor Bryden, Hector Neres, and uh, pitched cleanings. Then then Ian Kennedy gets him into trouble again, as the Phillies did take a 4-2 to two lead in the 7th, right after those runs scored in the 6th. JT, a 2-RBI single, makes it 4-2, to two, and then we get to the ninth inning, and you're feeling good, and Ian Kennedy's on the hill to close it down! Boom. Christian Walker. Two-run shot, 4-4, four to four, and at that moment, I, I thought they were definitely losing. I was like, okay. It was like, yep, this feels right. This is, uh, this is how they're going to go down. Season coming to a, a crashing end uh, night after night here. But um, they battled, and, and credit to them. Uh, we get to the 10th inning. Uh, Philly's unable to score in the ninth. We get to the 10th, and Daniel De Los Santos runs into the treble, gives up a two-run home run to Kettle Marte. It is to 6-4, and now I feel for sure that they're going to lose this game. I've no doubt in my mind. And yet we get to the bottom of the 10th, and... Another clutch home run from Brad Miller. Miller has not had a great season, but he's got some big-time home runs on his resume. This is another one. As he ties it at 6-6, six to six, we get to the 11th. Gene Segura walks it off with an RBI single to win it. The Phillies win this one 7-6. Desperately needed this game. Just desperately needed. The bats contributed at least a little bit. You get nine hits. He scores seven runs. Bryce, of course, another big game, two for three. With the home run, JT had a good game, two for four with a couple RBI. Brad Miller, the big home run. Gene goes two for six with the game-winning hit. Your guys carried you in this one. They needed it. You know, um, game on the line, theoretical season on the line, and your big bats came to play. You know, Harper, big home run. JT, big hit. Gene Segura walks it off. You needed it. And it wasn't your best, Nola, but Nola kept him in it. But not, not good enough, obviously, for Nola, but... They get the job done, and uh, uh, in that spot, it really felt like the season was flat out over, and uh, it wasn't, and it was a big win. Saturday, thank goodness, thank you Kyle Gibson for just handling business on Saturday. We Series was way too tight. All these games were way too close, except for this one, as the Phillies just routed them. Thank goodness. When was the last? It feels like it's been forever. Kyle Gibson just shuts the Diamondbacks down. Six shutout, three hits, no walks, no runs, three strikeouts, just a a sterling outing from Kyle Gibson, who's been fantastic. Can we talk about how great Kyle Gibson has been since he came here? It has certainly not been Kyle Gibson's fault that the Phillies have not been able to capitalize since he's come over, that they've not made a run. I mean, you look at his starts at the Phillies, Kyle Gibson um, has just been delightful. You know, that first start against Pittsburgh, six innings, six and two-thirds innings, three runs, gets a win. Next one, six innings, one run against the Mets, win. Uh, only rough outing, the four and a third gives up six against the Dodgers, but then six, three runs against the Diamondbacks. Eight innings, one run against the Padres. Six innings, no runs against the Diamondbacks. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal job since coming over. You know, really has done everything he could to help this team get in the playoffs. He has been as advertised, and he's been great. The bat showed up enough again. Oduble goes two for four. Segura, three for four, getting that average back up. Harper one for three with an RBI and a run. Didi a three for four night. We needed that from Didi. Homers from Segura and Herrera. Harper had another double. Extra base hits out the wazoo. And bullpen shuts it down. Alvarado, Neris, Coonrod. Neris just fantastic how great he's been for this team. How desperately needed he's been. Um, 
And it's an easy win. A 7 to nothing, you know, laugher, as it were. Uh, again, something this Phillies team has not given us much of this year, right? I mean, jeez. Hey, uh, a 7 to nothing, take it easy, put your feet up type game. What a, what, a, what a gift. What a gift that was. What a miracle. Love it. Thank you, Phillies. That was nice. We get to Sunday, and it just felt like, yet again, one of these games the Phillies would come in and, and blow, and, and it got hairy there for a minute, but they do. Get the job done. The Phillies get out to an early need. They put up two in the first inning. One quick criticism here, and I know it led to two runs. Like the so first and second, no out. Harper up. Harper bunts the guys over to second. There, both guys end up scoring. So like you know, you can't kill it too much. But Bryce, stop bunting. You're not sacrificing guys over. You're the only hitter in the friggin' lineup, Bryce. I mean, there's a day where uh, you know you're looking at a lineup with JT out. You're looking at, and JT played, but then had to leave because the shoulder. I mean, you look at a lineup where it's Gene, JT, and then ends up being Miller for JT, Bryce Harper, McCutcheon, Jorge Bonifacio in the five hole, Freddie Galvis, Ronald Torres, Raphael Marchand, like Jankowski, pinch hitting later. Like, come on, Bryce, no bunting. I know it worked out. No bunting, pal. Home runs. Come on. Um, Phillies go up 2 nothing early. Um, it's 2-1 in the second. Ranger was great yet again. Another, look, I killed them for moving Ranger to the uh, rotation. I was, you know, really critical of the idea of this guy's been so successful in this bullpen role. Why mess with it? And it's been fantastic. Five and a third, one run, five strikeouts, five hits, two walks. Just another sterling outing. I mean, prove me wrong. You did. <laughs> I'm bad. Ranger's been great in the rotation. Just great. Uh, great outing for him. The bullpen falters us. They're up 2-0, uh, 2-1 in the fifth. They score two more in the fifth, excuse me, three more in the fifth. They uh, RBI ground out by Bonifacio, then two RBI single from Galvis. It's 5-1. to one. You're feeling good. Give up one in the sixth. No biggie. Or excuse me, in the seventh. Um, Connor Brogdon. So it's it's 5-3 to three as we had, 5-2 uh, to two as we had in the eighth. And Archie Bradley, man, Archie is struggling. Archie had been on such a great run, and he has been pretty bad the last few outings. He only goes two-thirds of an inning, gives up two runs, three hits, one walk, makes it five to four with runners on, terrifying. And who else? Mr. Consistent lately. Hector Neris comes in, gets an out, gets him out of the inning. Ian Kennedy um, gets a little help from the Phillies. They put up two in the uh, bottom of the eighth, that RBI triple from Rafael Marchand, and then RBI triple from Jankowski, back-to-back triples. The Marchand one kind of... Went off a glove, and you could be, you know, could argue it should have been caught. It wasn't. That's fine. But the Jankowski won a clear triple down the right field line. Uh, go up 7-4 and, and win the game, you know. Nice job. Ian Kennedy comes in and closes it down this time. Desperately, desperately, desperately needed to win these baseball games, and you did. Um, nice. Nice to see. And look, they got a, a couple more series here where they have a chance to make up some games. The The... Braves are playing the Dodgers right now. The Phillies are playing the friggin' Nationals. All right? If they're going to give us any sort of September to be even interested in, it starts now. It has to happen immediately in this series right now. This These next few games. Like we talked about last week, and we're still in it. By the end of Labor Day, this Labor Day weekend, we will know whether the Phillies have any chance at all or not. This is it. This is the stretch right here where they have to make games up because after this, it's easy for everyone. The Braves have an easy schedule. The Phillies have an easy schedule. The Braves handle business. So this is a massive stretch of baseball for the Phillies. Most important week of the season um, up until this point, I think, pretty clearly. And look, they are, as we've talked about, uh, deficient right now. Um, you know, it looks like Eflin could be done for the year. 
um, was scheduled to start on Thursday uh, last week. Um, they end up losing that game with the Matt Moore start against Dimebacks. Uh, unexpected start. Evelyn was supposed to start, got scratched because of the knee right before, then gets put on the COVID list. Uh, that game on Friday delayed 30 minutes because of um, COVID issues. As the Phillies had three players with contact tracing who had to go on the IL right before the game. Game was supposed to start at 7, moved till 7.30, and it was like, wait, what's happening here? Um, and Eflin, one of those players, out 10 days, um, and uh, and just with the knee and everything, it looks like there's a decent chance we don't see Zach Eflin again this year. If we do, it's kind of towards the end of the season, um, which is a shame. It's a shame. We'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed, and obviously they're a better team with Zach Eflin than Matt Moore making a start, but um, not looking good for that. So you're going to need the other four guys who've been, been you know good, other than Nola, like Wheeler. Suarez's been great. Gibby's been great. So you're gonna go to go to battle, so to speak, with those guys. But um, uh, it is a bummer. Eflin, a great guy, and obviously, uh, you know, was having a nice season prior to the injuries. So it's a shame. And JT with the shoulder issue yesterday had to leave the game. Not sure where we're at with that, but obviously, it's a precarious situation for this team as well. As as Andrew Knapp on the IL, Raphael Marshawn called up. Marshawn, it was good yesterday. Nice to see, but but precarious spot with only JT and Marshawn, and JT beat up. You know, it's. It's not ideal. It's not necessarily where you uh, where you want to be from a roster standpoint heading into this crucially important stretch of the season here. I mean, especially, again, we just talked about, but when JT's out, I mean, the lineup, it's Harper and Segura. Those are the only, like, above-average major league hitters you have in the lineup. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about it that way, but it's true. Um, now, again, look, the good thing is you're facing two teams these next six games. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off day, Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, you're facing two teams that also don't have that many major league quality hitters. So, you know, that's good. That's something. Uh, so three in Washington starting tonight, then three in Miami starting Friday. So the off day on Thursday. Um, and then they have three against Milwaukee starting Labor Day. But really this six-game stretch here, because the Braves are facing the Dodgers in Los Angeles and then four in Colorado. Again, Colorado is a horrendous team on the road, one of the best teams in baseball at home. One of the best teams in baseball at home, the Colorado Rockies. So there's a massive series, massive week here for both these teams. Again, the Rockies, who are 17 and 48 on the road, are 43 and 22 at home. Um, for reference sake, that is a half game better than the Los Angeles Dodgers at home. That's how good the Rockies have been at home. They've been a juggernaut at home. The the Dodgers are 43 and 23 at home. The Rockies are 43 and 22. So that is between these two teams a combined 86 and 45 at home. 86 and 45 and that's where the Dodgers are this week. That's who the Dodgers I mean and that's where the Braves are this week. That's who they're facing. Those two teams in those spots whereas the Phillies Get the 55 and 74 Washington Nationals and the 55 and 76 Miami Marlins. As bad and as disappointing as the Phillies have been this year, and we you know we've complained seven now they're two games over 500, but they are still in the standings, ten and a half games up on the Nationals, and twelve and a half games up on the Marlins. Eleven and a half, excuse me, up on the Marlins. Um, so you know when you look at it that way, right? It's like you know. These teams are really bad. The Phillies have been who they are, and they're still 10 games better than both these teams. I mean, that says something about these teams. So this is a 
crucially important stretch of baseball. Neither of these teams is playing good baseball, four and six in their last ten for each of them. It's just such a massive series uh, week, I should say, for the Phillies. Like, just the most important of weeks. As, again, they're four and a half back of the Braves. Uh, the Mets just falling apart quickly, quickly on the Mets. The, the whole th- <laughs> It feels like it should be a Philly story, right? The Javi Baez coming out and saying they're doing the thumbs-down celebration to call out their fans for booing them and, and to, to give it back to the fans. Just an unbelievable story. We'll dive more into that story later this week when we have as much games to, to react to, but it is just an all-timer. And on the one hand, I I I love that they're doing it because I think it's just hilarious and it's so like so petty, and I do love that. But on the other hand, it's so so stupid. It's so it's like, what are you? You are you trying to make your fans hate you? Are you trying to make your fans hate you even more? Because guess what? You guys have stunk. You're seven and a half back of, of first place now. You were in first place all season long. Like you deserve to be booed, roundly and wholly booed. So you know. Um, pot, kettle, all that kind of stuff. But I definitely, um, that story is wild. We'll get more into it. But I think everybody is an idiot for telling everyone what it was for. And I think that they're going to get skewered for it. And they deserve to. I mean, they've been a horrible team. But the Mets, uh, really just out of it. They're three back of the Phillies. Not much concern at all about the Mets that season. Really frittered away. And as we thought, the Braves and the Phillies had the best chance to win the division. Unfortunately, the Braves out in front at the moment. So again, just a massive week. And uh, look, your pitching set up well for the week with the importance of it other than the Matt Moore piece, which you know is what it is. But you got Wheeler against Josiah Gray tonight. Gray's very good and has been good for the Nationals. Came over in the Trey Turner-Scherzer trade. Uh, but Wheeler's Wheeler, right? And then tomorrow, Matt Moore against Patrick Corbin. Less than ideal, but they do seem to win a lot. Matt Moore starts. And then Aaron Nola against Espino on Wednesday. Uh, and then we go into the weekend. Uh, off day on Thursday, then it's Gibby. Against Jesus Luzardo for the moment. Luzardo, a great start of the weekend yesterday. Uh, Ranger Suarez uh, against an unknown at the moment. And then Zach Wheeler again on Sunday against Cabrera. So um, you get two Wheeler starts this week. You know, that's that's huge. If, if I'm telling you, look, we get the six most important games of the season to this point. And you can have uh, only one pitcher pitching two of them. Zach's the one we want. And Zach's the one we'll get. So that is that is good news. They really need to make up some ground. Again, it's just a um, it's a massive week. It is a such an important week for the Phillies. As uh, again, I'm not you know getting sucked in or believing, but but the, the Braves have seven games this week: three in Los Angeles, four in Colorado. It is so massive. Their schedule is super easy after that. You know, just like the Phillies. It's uh, this is the most important stretch by far. They have to face Bueller and Scherzer in Los Angeles. They face uh, you know. Uh, Herman Marquez and our uh, and Austin Gomber, uh, Armando Sinzenzela coming off shutting out the Dodgers last night. So um, it's a big, big week. Seven games for the Braves, six for the Phillies. The Phillies are against teams that are uh, both twenty games under five hundred, and the the Braves games are against two teams that at home are twenty games over five hundred. So it's go time. This is a big week. And again, I'm not getting sucked back in. I don't think they're going to do it. You know how I feel. I'm certainly not going to say um, I I believe or I think they're going to do whatever, anything like that. But um, if they're going to do anything, this is the week it has to happen. It has to start now. They have to be two back at the end of the week or whatever it is. So um, it's a massive, massive week. And let's see if the Phillies have some fight in them. Again, I'm not expecting them to pull this out, um, but I'm 
I'm hoping I see them fight. I'm hoping they end strong and give us something to get excited about heading into next year because um, we haven't had much of that over the last decade here in Philly with the Phillies. So um, big opportunity to, to you know, really fight back for us. You know, I think a lot of us have, uh, a lot of fans have kind of checked out on this team and there's a chance to give them one last push and to maybe say, hey, don't check out or in the future, you know, we're going to fight or whatever. Um, we'll see. Certainly pulling hard for them this week. Uh, but again, I'm not going to let myself get sucked in, but uh, I'm excited to see what they could do. I'm excited to see if they can make a push, if they can make it interesting. And, and um, you know, like they're set up well this week. Again, the Nationals and the Marlins are, are about as easy as it gets. And the Dodgers in Los Angeles and the Rockies in Colorado are about as tough as it gets. So Phillies Braves this week going to be a um, something to watch. And it's going to be fascinating. And, and this, is the, this is it. After this week, it's one way or the other. They're either in it or they're not. So we're going to find out. Uh, either way, though, whatever happens, you know, we'll be here to talk about it all, to react to it all, to break it all down. A big week to go. We'll talk more about the Mets stuff and, of course, look ahead to everything coming up for the final month of the season, which starts in two days. Pretty crazy. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.